I'm Lindsay Curtis, and this is Her Return, a podcast devoted to women making the journey of returning home to their divinely human, feminine essence. Each episode is an opening up of a real-life topic with experiential techniques and tools to support you on your journey home. Hello, and welcome to today's episode, all about orgasm. I have been feeling to make an episode like this for a moment, and then I I enjoy listening to the Demetra Gray Show podcast, and she did an episode about orgasm, and I was like, oh my god, I have to now. <laughs> so feeling a bit inspired, thanks, Demetra. And yeah, so today we're going to go into orgasm. Maybe you'll have an orgasm. Who knows? <laughs> So first of all, what is orgasm? This is a mysterious unknown. And of course, depending on our sexual education or lack thereof, we're going to have a certain definition of orgasm. And based upon our experience and our embodiment, maybe we'll have a definition. Today, I'd love to talk to you about uh, my orgasmic experiences and opening up to maybe a broader definition of what orgasm is and how we can relate to it. So, orgasm. (laughs) I just love the word orgasm, orgasmic, orgasmic experience. Where to even begin? Well, in Courting Desire, in our third season, Sexual Foundations, we go into it in a class where we actually dream like what is the definition of orgasm how does the body experience it what is the definition of climax and so i'll invite you to right now to just take a moment to breathe with your body feel into your body and as you exhale what is an orgasm So what is your personal definition at this moment? And once you have that, exhaling deeply. And what is a climax? Exhaling. And perhaps just by defining it for yourself, feeling it in your body, maybe you can notice one is more nourishing than the other. Maybe one is more sustainable and fulfilling than the other. And they're two worthy experiences, right? So orgasm. I love orgasmic experiences. I mean, I don't know anybody that really doesn't love them, but they as sexuality has been something that just fascinates me. I talk about it. Uh, on the podcast in the episode Sex is My Religion about my personal journey in in sexuality and how even as a kid I was just so enthralled with like what is this energy and um, yeah, it's just so fascinated. I've done a lot of different uh, workshops and and different uh, embodiment education about sexuality and 
I have absolutely no idea how I could possibly quantify the number of hours of personal experience and practice and exploration that I've given to um, orgasmic energy in my body. And so, um, yeah, it's not something that I often talk about, even in my courses or, or my private sessions. I don't, I don't go so deeply into my own relatability uh, and experience of these things. So that's what I'm going to use this episode for. <laughs> so my like direct experience with sexuality is interesting because... Um, like the first, as an adolescent, I can remember like my first experiences of self-pleasure were actually with a friend um, where we didn't touch one another, but a friend of mine actually was like, hey, I know of this thing. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, if you lay down in the bathtub and you put your legs up against the the wall and you let the water spout run down on your vagina, on your clitoris, of course she didn't say clitoris at the time because we didn't have proper language for our anatomy. But she was like, if you let the water touch you, uh, something really great happens. And, and um do you want to come over to my house and have a sleepover and you can try it with my bathtub? And I was like, what? This is crazy. So I was actually, yeah, over a sleepover of a friend's house where I was initiated into the potentiality of having uh, an orgasmic experience as an adolescent. And so here I was about 12 years old. Prior to that, I do have memories and recollection, and and I have cleared a number of times. Uh, Being a child around three, uh, four, and five, and and self-pleasuring, masturbating, as we would say, but pleasure, really, and um, it being shamed, and I had experiences of of, uh, specifically my grandmother, and uh, another time of, of being shamed for this act. And so um, stopping the exploration for myself. But I never fully stopped. Like I would still use uh, self-pleasure and clitoral uh, stimulation to actually release stress from my body. And so as a little young kid, as many of us do, um, clitoral clitoral climax was a way of relaxation for me I would say and then as an adolescent like exploring the range of uh, my clitoris and then also my vaginal canal I remember like I haven't thought about this really but now that I'm speaking about it I can kind of also feel like the very first time I penetrated myself with my own finger and and like the curiosity. I would say I had a lot of curiosity around uh, my my sex, actually, and being able to explore that in a fun and light way. And looking back, it was it was really innocent and and loving with myself, mostly. And then, like I said, when I was a very young child, there was a lot that eventually came out of my body when I started working with my sexuality as an adult and realizing how much tension was being stored 
within my clitoris and within uh, my my vulva from early uh, overstimulation, probably. <laughs> so as an adolescent, had a pretty organic and light-filled exploratory time. And then uh, as a teenager, I had um, pretty stable relationships sexually and had a lot of fun. And I would say, like, at that time, I... Yeah, I can remember as as a teenager with my first boyfriend where I, I had sex for the first time and I would say I was very orgasmic. I would have actually internal uh, orgasmic experiences from, from my vaginal canal and maybe even with my cervix. I'm, I'm not sure because I wouldn't really have the full languaging then. But I remember always after having a, a new kind of sexual experience, like whether that was new sensations or something, I would go to my friends and go to the other women that I knew in my life and be like, oh, I was in this position and this happened. And I was very open to discussing everything to get to know like what other people were also experiencing. And I remember being a little bit shocked, a little bit taken back that people weren't having uh, as an, an orgasmic time as me. And it, yeah, I, I, I was a teenager and remember already being like, oh, like some of my friends really enjoy sex, but it's more about their partners and, and others weren't really as interested for their own pleasure. And a few of them were, but already, it's it's so interesting like culturally and how we are as women and as beings because sex is always going to show us actually how we relate to life and there's no lie there <laughs> whether our attention is inside or it's outside whether our focus is codependent and on the other or if there's a healthy balance inside whether we're just inside and we forget about the other, it's all going to show up in sex uh, when we're with a partner and also when we're with ourselves. Because our sexual energy, it's like a quartz crystal. I say this, I often say things are like quartz crystals, but they are. Sexual energy is like a quartz. It magnifies. It opens it up and shines it out. Okay, And so when I became... Uh, very interested in my mid-20s to really start going on my sexual healing and activating journey, I um, was motivi motivated principally in a different way because I had remembered at this point that I had experienced um, sexual trauma and I had been actually, I had experienced being drugged and raped and that was one occasion. And then on another occasion, I had um, myself drugged myself. <laughs> I was, I got so drunk, I passed out. And uh, a friend uh, of mine had sex with me while I was asleep, which is also rape. But at the time, I didn't have the languaging of that, right? I didn't even really register that it was an, an abuse but body always knows and body will always show us and tell us and bring it back up when we're ready to deal with it. So in my mid-20s, once I um, was in relationship with my current partner, 
all of these things started coming up in my body and in my experience when we would get together sexually. I would have uh, tension and I would kind of freeze up at some points and and it's really amazing and beautiful because like I said in the beginning of my sexual explorative journey, I was very open and there was an innocence and, and curiosity. And the beginning of my current partnership, it started like that too. But as soon as there was a level, a deep level of safety between us, all of my pain and trauma and past experiences that needed love began showing themselves to get that love. And this is what happens. And this is what happens within our sexuality. And this is why a lot of people don't get to access their full orgasmic nature. A lot of women don't get to access their full orgasmic nature because when our bodies start bringing up feeling, whatever that feeling is, whether it's related to sexuality or not, whether it's related to early childhood experiences or not, maybe it was just the other day, when body brings up feeling, we need to meet that feeling. Otherwise, we don't get to experience the next feeling and the next feeling and the next feeling, which is life flowing through us, which is orgasmic. So in my, yeah, uh, I began my sexual healing exploration and, and journey and with my partner. And here I started taking a few uh, courses, online courses, and also working with a few different uh Tantra kind of massage therapist. Oh, my shoulder just popped. That was wild. Um, so I was working with a few different body workers to have hands-on work as well. And it was really incredible because I remember I had taken a jade egg course online. And at this point, it was really quite early in my exploratory journey. And, but I was doing all of these kind of, now I would say they're quite advanced sexual practices. And what happened, I, I had like, my partner went away for the week. He was in Germany for work and I had like a week by myself. And I maybe practiced maybe once every other day, the little practices that I was doing. And then I went to go visit him and we had intercourse, penetrative sex, and it was the most intense orgasmic experience I had ever had. And what happened was I wrote about it, and I don't know when I'm going to share like what I've written because it's pretty potent, actually, my writing. I should find it. But I wrote about it at the time. But what happened was... There was such a, a penetration of my soul that this pain that I had been carrying in my womb, in my cervix, and in my vagina was able to come through me, come up through my system, and I felt it come up through each chakra, and I had to breathe, and I had to sound, and I cried, and I like screamed and then it came through me and then my whole body had an orgasm and waves of heat and and tingling and movement and rushing came all over me and at the time this was like 
This was my first, uh, I'm trying to really think so I can be accurate, but I, I, this was like my first full body intense uh, orgasmic experience. And it would, I would say now, I, I didn't have the language for the time, but I would also say that it was also a cervical orgasm. And then it was a full body experience. And <laughs> at the time, I didn't have the language for it. It was such a new experience. And my partner had no context for what the fuck just happened. And so our lovemaking was finished. We laid together for a few moments. We were kind of silent. And then he got up and took a shower. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> and and then we like didn't really talk about it for like a day and or like maybe that afternoon. And then we had a, a few conversations about like what just happened, what just moved through me. My partner was really scared that he hurt me because it was a big expression. And and I yeah, kind of stumbled my way through of like explain, explaining my internal experience while still trying to find words and definitions for what happened. Looking back on this experience, I can tell you now that one, I was stimulating my sexual energy so much uh, and I wasn't really able to hold myself in expressing what was moving through me when I was doing my personal practices. And then what would happen then was whenever my partner and I would come together and he was holding me with his presence, huge expressions would come out, huge cathartic expressions. And and it was a lot for him, right? Um, especially as he didn't really have the context of it. And so it was it was an interesting experience in the way that like it kind of scared me to allow myself to be that open and to allow myself to be that expressive because I didn't want to scare my partner, right? And and um, I didn't know if this was healthy, if it was okay, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So that experience really sparked me to go even deeper into my journey and to seek more support. And this is when I think that's when I started having uh, body work and and working with other women who could teach me uh, what what was going on in my body and how could I move this energy in a way that I could move it on my own and in a way that I can hold it and and to move it with my partner. So that was like my first, whoa, like full mind blown, uh, what is possible in my body. And I had this like, in the intensity of sound, I feel like that came through me of this deep expression of pain and, and violation actually, and how it was immediately replaced and overwhelmed by this expansive bliss. And I realized, ah, this is the healing potential of our our orgasmic nature. This is actually life, just wanting to flow through. And life flows through and she's going to bring up whatever uh, is blocking us, really. And whatever we've decided is is shameful or painful or too much, right? Life is just going to be like, hey, feel it through, feel it through, feel it through. And as soon as we do, then we get to feel all the goodness that's behind. And this is key for our orgasmicness. Our orgasmicness isn't going to happen is only going to happen to the capacity that we are open to. 
And that openness is unconditional. I cannot have an orgasmic experience conditionally. <laughs> it's, it's not possible. I, and maybe I can have a climactic experience, right? I could maybe stimulate my clitoris and, and have a, a peak sensation and then that fall away. But I actually can't access the depth of bliss and aliveness of orgasm if I'm being conditional with what I'm going to allow to be felt through my body. So cervical orgasms are super powerful and potent like openers. Our cervix is directly and energetically connected to our heart. So this pathway between our heart and cervix, notably what's in the middle is our solar plexus. And what does our solar plexus do? It governs our relationality and our self-esteem and sense of self. Um, so this whole pathway gets cleared through uh, cervical connection. And cervical orgasms can only really happen and be experienced in states of deep surrender and that deep opening. You know, you can't... You can't really access your most tender love and vulnerability in a guarded space, right? And that's what we need to be able to open and, and soften into to really allow our cervix to express herself. And also the one of the greatest practices around sexuality is letting go 100% of the goal. So never going to my, I never go to my cervix and I'm like, I want an orgasm. Cervix, give me an orgasm. No, that's extractive. And that really is like taking from the feminine. And this is not what I'm here for. This is not what I teach, what I advocate for whatsoever. But it's to surrender into the feeling. And so it's getting curious with my cervix and, and exploration. And I've had a few times of in this curiosity of, of getting to know the intimacy of my cervix and breathing with her and and touching and, and palpating the area of her and simply by being there. I've had orgasmic uh, waves and experiences come through my cervix without any further uh, stimulation. So the, the potentiality of, of our vaginal canal and the cervix and also the clitoris. The clitoris has this huge potential for pleasure, which um, most women are over familiar with. But most people use, most women and men stimulate it for, use it in, in a tense form. Use it in a way that is extractive, that is focusing on getting a climax. And when we're focused on getting, something we're not going to really be open for what life can have to give us hey life has to give us i don't know if you just heard but there was a little car beeping horn emphasis on that so what life has to give us is so far beyond our imagination it's so far beyond what we could possibly know which is why I made the episode number 41 for the podcast, The Unknown, to just begin to tap into that, like the comfort of the unknown 
to soften into that, to fully surrender into breathing with this sensation that's rising up in my body can take me somewhere else. So there are, those are, I talked a little bit about like the physical spaces within the vagina, within the cervix and the clitoris, the vulva, and also the uterus has orgasm and can have orgasm and does and can have contractives and and waves pulsating through it which are super super pleasurable and deeply relaxing i know some women have anal orgasms i have not yet experienced that so i can't talk too much about it um then something that i love and and it's been really amazing is nipple orgasms and it's never been something that I've searched, but again, it's something that when in deep connection and surrender to my body, I've experienced. I've experienced it once uh, with my partner and being in a sexual uh, interaction and, and exploration and then having, uh, I feel like it was during the time when I was doing a weekly hour-long breast massages so I was having a lot of of uh, breast connection and yes one day it was just this magical sensation of having a nipple orgasm and um, I also experienced it breastfeeding um, I feel like it was like week three postpartum after birth and it was like 2 a.m. in the morning and I uh, was in this the dreamy state that we can be in in the middle of the night when when breastfeeding and there's so many hormones and just pleasure. I had so much pleasure flowing through my body all the time after birth. Uh, it was really, really incredible and so much sensation, uh, but also a lot of pleasure. And then, yeah, I felt this intensity of rushing waving orgasmic cosmic love flowing through me and expanding all around me coming from my nipple and and the sensation of my my child uh, breastfeeding it was really special and as well, it was like an initiation and invitation because I had that experience and then it was so beautiful, so beautiful, so tender. And then like a few minutes after I was like, I contracted and was like, oh my God, is this okay? Is it okay that I, I get such pleasure from this experience? And, and this is where, you know, life, again, she always brings us the beautiful opportunities that we need to go deeper. Life brought me an amazing opportunity to launch a journey of pleasure. And, and it launched a journey of pleasure for like almost a year of how I relate to pleasure. And, and it helped me unwind all the codependent aspects of pleasure of where I really felt like uh, if I had pleasure with another, that it was like, their pleasure or um also like what what is pleasure actually here for i've come to find out that pleasure is a hundred percent here for my nourishment and 
all of that comes from that nipple orgasm. <laughs> now that I'm seeing it, like it's super beautiful. I'm so grateful. And this is often what happens when we have really deep and profound orgasmic experiences. They are initiations because they're allowing life force, uh, kundalini energy, whatever we want to call it. It's allowing desire, the energy of desire, to expand and express in us. And that necessarily transforms us from the inside out. And it necessarily will open up a new way of being and interacting and exploring life. So orgasmic is just, orgasmic experiences are just incredible. And they, yeah, I just keep coming back and I can keep repeating myself. They can only happen to the degree that we're willing to rest into the surrender of feeling what is. There have been, I've had so many now, I could not possibly count full body orgasmic experiences that have occurred with all of my clothes on and and me alone with my breath or they have occurred um, in, in post uh, a medicine ceremony or a ritual where I've had like deep soul revelations and then just full body orgasmic rolling waves for a long time. I what felt like endless amounts of time had an orgasm for like 15, 20 minutes one time and it was just this consistent wave of of laughter and then of tears and then of blissful joy and and then it would roll again and um <laughs> i've had what other kinds of orgasms i've had heart orgasms where um again these have happened without and it's necessarily sexual like physical stimulation but they've been in my embodiment practices which is uh definitely why embodiment is such a big aspect of my work and how i support women and what is included in courting desire really every embodiment practice is for the support of your orgasmic nature and your full expanded expression and during like a pretty simple uh 40 minute practice once the first time i had an heart orgasm by myself at that like around that moment of course it has everything to do with what was leading up to it and the openness that was already there like i said and then this during spinal flexions just had this complete heart opening and an orgasmic flow of of love and and life flow through me i've also had uh orgasms in my throat which have been super potent and actually last month i had an orgasm in my throat um while uh, having my partner's lingam in my mouth and that was pretty special i've had that also i feel like once when i was younger but i couldn't have said it was orgasm i would say like oh that felt really 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 good <laughs> but with my current definition of, of recognizing what that is that's definitely there i've had orgasmic experiences in my third eye and in my crown 
and um, where else has been really fun? Ah, I've had I've had a few mouth orgasms. One very specific one. Uh, I was on a retreat actually and doing a lot of of um, embodiment. And I had just done some pretty intense practices, and then we went to dinner and and had uh, I had this amazing dessert, <laughs> and like my whole mouth just like exploded in star sparkles. It's the only way to describe it, and like the juiciness that was like dripping from my jaw and and in my throat and. And uh, the waves of pleasure that would come up and down my spine from that was super incredible. And, you know, then we get to birth. And I am, yeah, the story will come out when it comes out. But it feels like I'm telling you bits and pieces of my birthing story throughout these last series of episodes. And uh, giving birth to my son was incredibly orgasmic. There was time spaces of the most treasurable cosmic bliss that was pure orgasm and and complete surrendered ecstasy and and this is where opening up our definition of what orgasm is is so important because orgasm is not just about having a pleasurable experience but it's opening up to life and sometimes life is universal i mean life is always universal (laughs) but sometimes the experience of life is like an incredibly universal experience and it's this ability to connect and to feel like every single aspect of my cells and body and organelles and being that are breathing that can be so orgasmic and sometimes orgasmic experience is like screaming in the darkness in the depth of a cave and letting like deep ancestral pain come through and be expressed and then be washed over through a soft breeze of tingling sensation and sometimes orgasm is the rolling and rolling and rolling of waving expression that can move through us Anything else about orgasm that wants to come through? Um, My deepest wish and prayer is that all women and all beings are able to open up to the multi-orgasmic nature. And I know in every cell of my being that that comes through feeling all of life as it wants to move through us. And that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for in service of feeling all the feels and allowing life to flow through. So I'll continue on my orgasmic pathway, (laughs) orgasming through existence. And yeah, I invite you to remember that orgasm is from which you come. And my question to you is, how often do you allow yourself to return home? 
I'm Lindsay Curtis, and thank you for listening to Her Return the Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's orgasmic episode, then go ahead and share it with another beautiful woman or someone that will benefit from receiving some new definition in. And if you are ready and you feel called to going deep into your own orgasmic nature and embodiment, then let's connect and see if courting desire, the nine month journey is for you. Head on over to www.herreturn.com and book in a consult call together. Until we meet again, may you return home to yourself today.